Running a business is like a juggling act. There's always 99 things to balance, but one flexible system you need in place. Square. In a time of great uncertainty where the world needs a payment service as on the ball as you are, Square have built seamless product offerings which are easy to set up and integrate into all elements of your business. So, whether you sell chocolates from home or unicorn lattes from central London, with next day payments, Square is ready when you are. Learn more about how Square can help you at square.com forward slash UK. Square Up Europe Limited is regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority. Hello and welcome to the Winner's Circle Breakfast Podcast. This one again is brought to you by Square. Square's bringing you those gems. No, I These episodes Square. are jam-packed. With, I feel like insights. I'm really excited to talk to you guys about this one. It's called... Dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 dun. The, the Harvest. Ooh. Okay, so you probably know we're going already. But this is the conversation of you get what you put in, okay? So in this episode, we're going to look at consistency. We're going to look at the idea of all or nothing. And we're going to discuss energy and motivation and how the wrong kind of input can lead to the wrong kind of crop. You know, it can lead to your Ooh. demise, okay? So can you just put trash in and get greatness out is there like an end to a mean situation we're also gonna hit a few different discussion points so i'm gonna jump straight in there and say to you guys um, i'm gonna ask you that first one how do you feel about that um is it is there a, a way that you can just kind of like fill your engine with nonsense and kind of like put nonsense in the ground and somehow make it work do you always sow what you reap because there's people out here maybe who aren't reaping what they sow well it depends what the what the the crop is, it's like if you put in junk seeds into the ground and you get junk crops. How maybe maybe junk, maybe <laughs> exactly. That's it. Junk crops are actually in vogue right Some now. Like so you're good. <laughs> you're good. <laughs> you're good. Um, yeah, but I, I mean, technically it should be true. Obviously, not everybody starts off at the same footing. So, you know, their little piece of, you know, junk is already on the top of a pyramid. Um, whereas your gold is buried a bit down. But um, it should be true. It is true for the most part. There's a situation you know. that... Uh, go on, no, go on. I was going to actually ask. Um, I'm not really a florist or a person who actually knows. You're that. not really a florist. I know. You're sorry, girls. Like I'm surprised. I do, do dress like, like one. Like a cool one, though. Oh, cool. So, um, thanks, Kev. Um, but I was going to ask, how many harvests are there a year? There's two or four. Depends on the crop, right? Be, yeah, depends on the crop. But I'd say seasonally, I think the harvest is usually in the autumn before winter. So Because what I was, how I was going to come into that and much more sort of to sort of tie this into the whole sort of topic of sort of, you know, the harvest is much more, you know, sometimes you might start off with a very bad, bad crop. But there's nothing to say that that crop doesn't become the most beautiful tulip or the beautiful... I'm very honest with you guys. When we first started making chocolates, yep. they weren't even chocolate. We thought it was chocolate, but well, it was just brown stuff. <laughs> no, no, it's like the, cho- the definitions of chocolate are actually specific. In the in the EU, there's like yeah, a minimum say, cocoa yeah, yeah. amounts, minimum whichever. So when we were trying at home, like we weren't even using like we the right, we right Probably left out a grab of chocolate powder. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so then we discovered, but we were so we had everything else down. We had the the marketing, the images, Branding. everything, yeah. and then like we had to quickly like realize. We went on oh, the course, okay, and then we, we figured out what we we're doing was and all wrong. And when I tell you guys, our our learning curve is always really fast. When I say I started off, I mean, on Monday, Monday was doing something that made no sense. Tuesday notice, Wednesday corrected it. I think that, you know, you yeah. can turn a bad a, a bad uh, crop around if you quickly analyze it. And I think that's what it comes to self-analyzation. And, you know, looking at the leaves of that crop and being like, you know, is this good? You need to keep on looking at yourself and checking, yeah. like, is it good? Michaela, Real. you always say to me... Um, that you feel like you evaluate yourself quite a lot. You're quite harsh on the, the, what this actually is and is it any good. Mm-hmm. How do you think that has contributed to your success? I think it's contributed to my success greatly. As I've said before, I think, I'm going to say it again, 
God tier level is really not only understanding yourself, but understanding how you're perceived from outside of yourself. And obviously, um, some might say that, you know, if they're writing a book, I'm underwhelming in stature. Um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm average. And, you know, sometimes, you know, being in certain cohorts doesn't always work for me. So I understood that from the get. So I just thought if I because I analyzed that deeply, I was like, OK, so I'm going to have to bring it a bit here and, and a bit there. And what I find amazing is some people really are underwhelming in every way, yet they don't seek to improve, improve. something about themselves. Like if like, you know. It's yeah. exactly, and I think that that's why I don't think we run away from uh, tough talk. Like, I, 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 I don't mind criticism in a way, but it needs to be qualified criticism from someone I actually care about. Constructive, of course. So, no, no, qualified. 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 I'm just kind of come back. So, can you qualified. make a difference between yeah. the culture yeah, and no, qualified, of course, Of course. I'm going to use the the harvest, you know, farmer scenario. Please, talk to me. Imagine a farmer is building, you know, a, a growing crop. And some layman walks by and he goes, yo, those crops, they're, they're ugly. You know, they look they look yellow. They uh, don't like the look of those crops. But the farmer knows he's growing corn. So thank you very much. That's none of your business. This crop is fine. However, if, if a seasoned farmer walks by and they say, your leaves are looking a little bit wilted. This one is looking like it's looking enough sun. This one, the crows are getting to it. I value your opinion because you're somebody that I would like to be. Hey, and you're in the industry. So I really think that, you know, a lot of people... Um, get obsessed with you know being humble and accepting criticism from everybody incorrect you actually <laughs> in, i'm gonna have to go incorrect you actually, you actually cannot in any way stay happy constructive and even live in your own head if you're accepting wow nice yeah what you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on bomba socks underwear and t-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Criticism from absolutely everybody and allowing it to hit you on yeah. a real level. You have to qualify them first. Yes, it's about crop, but it's much more about the person. And going back to your talk about sort of self-accountability, right? It's much more about sort of what methods are you using to ensure that the crop is going to be the best possible. Right, let me even throw a spanner in your works. Is it be a real spanner? Ankles. Better be good. Um, okay, cool. When, can everyone give me the first honest time which they actually saw some real harvest? Like, I'm not talking about petty, like, okay, cool, yeah. this flower might bloom. Like, I'm talking about what was the first time you guys yeah, sold that seed, saw the corn, and took it back home to go and I roast. think we always got little affirmations of everything that we're doing. Like, nice. when I was young, I used to enter competitions and I would win them. Mm. Um, so then I just thought, I always had this idea that, Did like... Did you really? Yeah, I, I used to, I used to, I used to lose streak. all the competitions. That I'd call them and, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't win. 
Yeah, no. She used to enter competitions based on her merits. Maybe if you did yeah. that, and you could assess whether you were good enough to enter, then you would oh, have okay, won. Cool, cool, but cool, just cool, randomly cool. calling. Is there a competition? I don't know. As per the last sentence. But um, no, I would enter things and I'd be like, okay, well, a lot of people just don't have the confidence to enter. Like, actually, sometimes you're one of the only, like, one of 10 who en- actually bothers to enter stuff. Um, and then I think that, you know, with the business, the first kind of win, I think, was when we saw, well, when Harvey Nichols was like, oh, you know, we'd like to have your chocolates. It was kind of like, oh, okay, this, we're actually doing something here. But I wanted to bring something back to what you said. Interesting that you can be a very successful people and your methods of doing things may not work on a different landmass. Landscape, yeah. You know what I'm saying? A different landscape. So sometimes you have to adjust your way of doing things to where you are. Now, you'll hear this a lot from rappers or something, you know, like they would have come up in the streets, you know, and then now they're in a position where um, they've got money to yeah. lose. They've got employees. Yeah. They've got, Jewels. you know, um, they've got taxes and all this other stuff and they have to learn a different way to do business. Yeah, I think 50 Cent is someone who's really managed to kind of change yeah, the way he the does script, business yeah. and, and keep it going and, you know, Master P is another one. So, how have you guys found, because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you guys because I feel like for your age, you've kind of lived in, it seems to probably to you like it's been a long journey, but to be honest, no, you're 22 and gone through what you've gone through, it's kind of like you actually small. have lived in two very separate worlds very quickly. How have you had to adapt your response to certain situations? Um, I think if I'm allowed to just answer, obviously, for the both of us much more, how we've managed to adapt all of our situations and much more put ourselves in the place where we want to be in the end, you know, so there's always a telos for us, if that makes sense, right? There's always an end goal. And I think much more sort of how you've got to sort of, you know, um, just navigate anyways, much more sort of understand yourself. Where do you want to be? You know, and I think again, that's a constant sort I understand of understand the final point. The crop you're yes, trying to grow and, and, and adjust your methods. Yeah. But I'm saying in different rooms. Like, have you guys found just look? You're drinking no, with the pinky yeah, now. 100, 100, he 100. just picked up the cup. He stuck out the pinky. I have you had to like mean. change the way you speak, you walk, you interact with people a little yes, bit no, yes for the rooms no. that you're now in? To enter, yes the no. room, to enter the room, 100%. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. But whilst, when I'm in the room... Or to operate and get the most crop out of 100%. the room. Yeah. Like, because you guys went be from... Honest, you yeah. were, you, before you didn't manage people, your models, or before yeah, that you were in banking. Now you manage people. So yeah. evidently, the way that you operated before different. is different. I'd assume. And, and, and I think a part of that probably just goes back to growth, really. Mm. So I think, obviously, to even just answer your point, Lois, you know, is yes, we did do certain or different things to get to a position that we are in now because as, you know, certain crops or just even things in general, right, you have rainy seasons, you have sunny seasons, you know, it's never ever going to be the same method to plant in one season to the next. But I even think, just even to sort of, I guess, um, title back in, you know, um, it is, for me personally, a sign of growth where your man is sort of, you know, move from different rooms to the other, Pick out what you know method you want to use and actually go from there. Really, so Michaela was saying something even really important about sort of like, and it just maybe had a quick realization in that split second about sort of the attitudes I was sort of doing then and now. For example, imagine a farmer's too; he thinks he knows it or whatnot, and eventually just mess up the crop. And I think even just to go back on your point, you know, is once you sort of build a familiarity, it starts to undermine what you're actually doing. To be fair, sometimes you can be mm. familiar with your own self. You know, because yeah, remember when we yourself. first started out, we had to be so like. This is the thought process. We're yeah, gonna be like this. And as you get success, you can't be like, oh, you I don't need lazy. to manifest. I don't need to listen to only things that build me up. I can afford to. Yeah, I was watching horror movies the other day. I would never normally watch horror movies because I don't like to put negative anything negative into my head. Oh, really? But now I'm just like, yo, I'm bored. Yeah. Let's sit back and watch this. No, I'm very. I used to be very like. I don't. I didn't listen to. I ain't watching anything that benefit. I wouldn't even you. listen to like yeah. aggressive music that would be like down talking on women because I'm like I'm a female boss. I can't listen to something that's not empowering me, me yeah. because it's. I had to be true throughout, and I think as you kind of like get more successful, you're less careful. But every single thing that you do, every every single thing you consume is a seed. 
And so let's talk about, you know, harvesting of your mind. What seeds are you putting in your mind that grow into a harvest? Well, um, sometimes you're shocked. Well, podcasts for me personally. Yeah. Like, and like, the reason why I say just even sorry before I um, allow you to um, put your point across, Michaela, I think the reason why I'm trying to put more positive and more beneficial things into my mind is because I think my mind for me is the center of all success that I achieve. Because 100%. yeah, I'm good with my hands, but it's my brain that tells my hands what to do at the end of the right. day, you know? So mm-hmm. I think obviously, even in that respect, you know, like books and just things that initially benefit my. Um, my understanding of the world. Process. Yeah, my full process. Yeah, that's what I, I think that's really interesting because the idea of a farmer is being proactive, not reactive, right? Yeah. Mm. So understanding that, like, you and then your hands. Yeah. Go on, Mick. No, I was just thinking, I think for me, in terms to harvest, yeah, because, you know, when you first start, start growing. Start growing? <laughs> start growing. <laughs> um, you know, some, some of the crop, like 70% is good and the 30% is like, ah, oh, that's, that's rubbish. Um, I need to start again on that. I think one thing I've learned and that has become more apparent to me through watching other people's lives, watching the course of countries and nations at, at large, is any amount of rubbish you allow into your thought process, maybe because it's culturally acceptable, maybe it's because it's just the way your people do something, maybe it's just because that's the popular opinion of the time, it will show up as rubbish in your crop. I think that the most important thing is to remain authentic in the dialogue. And because if you're always authentically looking at something and authentically assessing what you are seeing, not because you have peer pressure to see it that way or virtue signaling to see it that way, you're going to see the cracks in uh, the business world, society, your product, where you can place yourself and it's going to reach to a truth that maybe other people aren't admitting, but you're going to benefit from. So uh, when you're talking about harvesting, I think that disingen... Not being genuine. <laughs> it's what's the... It's being honest. fake, man. Yeah, it's it's so going to be the... One thing like, I thought was interesting, you're talking damage. about weeding. You're talking about weeding out... The, the rubbish in your problematic brain. Problematic thoughts. Yes. So yeah. without being too kind of like, you know, rawr. what do you think, you know, just like as a simple, uh, everyday, problematic thought mm. that people entertain that is not helpful for success? I think the thought process that I can't think that, I can't believe that, because society doesn't believe that and society doesn't group think thing. that. It's groupthink. And I think it's a bit scary, especially in council culture. And, and so you're saying it's just judge, judging, judging other, other people's lifestyles, judge, judging other on. people's lifestyle choices. Okay. And why I say that is because society will promote all kinds of lifestyles and ways of thinking that when it boils down to it, are actually, is actually damaging to your growth and your progression. But because it's popular, you'll take it on as if it's your mantra. But analyse everything. Just because so-and-so says it's true, or the way to go doesn't mean it is. Don't put any thought process on a pedestal that you cannot touch. Can I say Assess what I was going to I, I was going to say even what like to even add to Michaela's point. What I think probably is kind of bad sometimes that well even just common thoughts is much more not being real with your other counterparts. Like, I think sometimes as well, and again, you know, as friends and as family members, you know, to other people who are other business owners as well, is, you know, is we sometimes um, lack the level of reality with, with certain people. Mm. You know, you tell someone something that's good without actually telling them, you know what, like, I think you should have done X, Y, and Z a bit differently and marked it like this. Mm. So I thought sometimes, and again, I've seen that become a detriment to me sometimes as well, as people have not really, you know, argued with me and told me, Carl, I think you should have done that another that way. But is that really helpful? Because I find like sometimes, I find sometimes I yay actually, nay, sometimes I find the actual route to, in, the route to success for other people is encouragement because if yeah, somebody 100. has perseverance and a good heart, I find that me just encouraging what is good 
is enough for them to realize actually un unless it's really tragic yeah. for them to realize that i could tweak this but if you come yeah. at them and say you could have done that better that better yeah. they just lose confidence and yeah, faith in themselves it's also kind of, as well yeah. i think much for what thing one thing that people entertain a lot is just finger pointing and I think for me, like, no one... When you sort of entertain finger pointing, it just really sort of downplays the sense of actually finding a solution, you know? Yeah, exactly. I think a lot I of... Think yeah. she was the blame game. game that's, with, that's, yeah, oh. sort of TikTok culture, where it's just exactly. like, we just game, pick man. people Bro, to drag. drag on. Like, if, yeah. I, I've literally seen it. If somebody, somebody can have the exact same opinion as another person, but if it comes out of that mouth, we automatically disagree with yeah, it. If it comes out of that mouth, it's we gospel. automatically and agree with it. And that is where sort of like you trip yourself up because you're not being true to yourself. And that's where like, online kind of bullying and, you know, you know right. things get hard. And, yeah. So here's, a, here's the points that we had also, like, wanted to touch on. Um, the idea of work smart or hard, let's address that, you know? Can I, I, used I, say, to work, I used to work very hard. Yeah, I'm, and I kind of miss the fact that I work a lot of hard, but I think, I, I, you know, detriment to myself, I have to work smart, but I want to work hard, you know? Because I think even we had this conversation, I think a couple of podcasts ago, what I miss is low-key that, you know, sense of hustle. taking a, 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 a you know, risk, that sense of hustle. But I think because now we're at a point where we've become more established and we've got all to lose, sometimes our risk-taking is not as much as we should do or should want mm. to do, you know? So I think essentially, you know... Um, it's true because as you start to get success in business, everybody comes in and they're trying to teach you how to work smart. Yeah. Like, you know, anything that you've got that might be a risk or you work hard, everyone, everyone investors, people would just be like, no, we're going to try to make it smart. Sometimes smart money is so boring. It's not about innovating. It's yeah. about, you know, just, just taking what you've got and investing it and, you know, not necessarily in new ideas, but just in what you have. What you know as an entrepreneur sure, is yeah. that you feel your customer. You know you're going to need to innovate and improve at, you know, what you're doing. And some people say, no, 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 no. Don't reinvest that. You know, bank that. And, you know, that's a smarter way to work. But it does, you know... So there's some companies that are stagnant to this day because they did that. And then now no one But cares. I mean, it depends on what we mean by smart. Maybe I was thinking... I came at a different angle. I think when you first start a business, you need to work hard. Um, because to work smart often does entail a lot of money and a lot of planning and planning yeah. takes time and time equals money so there we are we don't have enough money to work smart so so then as you grow though you do start you, I think it is good to work smart but when I say work smart just put the extra effort into um, and I need to follow my own advice on this one put my extra effort into planning uh, the steps of success and actually following the plan. I can even second that though because I think sometimes is the notion of um, working hard and working smart. I think working hard is you put in a lot of effort, mm. whereas working smart you almost sometimes rely on certain things which you can be taken away from you. you exactly. You know, so I feel exactly delegating to yeah, staff member because it's like oh, it's like all oh, right. we weren't smart. It does. It does. Yeah. And even just to even add to that point, um, you know, it's much more. I think you almost create this lucid um, reality that yeah, it's okay. Like it will sort itself out when really. Does it? it really you allocate other people, quote unquote. Yeah. yeah, because hard work <laughs> will always, yeah, hard work will always pull you through. But smart is yeah, very elusive. Yeah, yeah. Like for like, I don't know, two years ago, it might have been smart to set up a certain type of business. Well, here we are in COVID, everything's shut down. So what was smart then might not be smart today. But yeah. hard work will always pull Pay you through. Off, yeah. So. But no, but it's beautiful. So here's a here's a question. Here's another thing as well. Um, <laughs> how much sleep do you guys get a day? You know, it's a sort of working hard. It ranges hard. between four to six. That's the that's the truth. It ranges from four, four to six. Four hours sometimes. Yep. I woke up. For, I had four hours sleep literally that's, before I come here today. Nice to that's why I've got a lot of same aims. Go back and have a nap. Uh, you know, coffee. I don't say that because this guy will be out like a light switch. I promise you. <laughs> he has narcolepsy in the But even even with the sleep, even with <laughs> the sleep thing though, um, I think obviously again it's much more. You know, we had back in the day. Yeah, eight hours of sleep is really really good for you. I, I mean, sometimes for me, I work on even numbers anyways. So even if I have four or six or eight. It's good for me. 
Mm. Whereas I can't have five or you three, can't hours three hours. Three hours. That one, like, I can't do that whatsoever. It's you know so crazy. I think much more so the lifestyle that we live now qualifies <laughs> us to have those sort of, you know, sleep patterns. Yeah. Like for example, I'll give you an example. I was, I was out prior COVID before anyone looks at me funny. Okay. <laughs> I was out prior COVID one time and I had like a set, you know, that I completely forgot about. Um, I got back to my house at like, say, three o'clock, right? I got a call at 5 a.m. in the morning, like, yo, um, yeah, the driver's outside to take you to the set. Wow. And I've gone like, wait, what? Like, I literally just had two hours sleep. I was literally mad. just about to sleep. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I was just, like, big shoot I'm not going to lie. I remember when my life was like that and I got a pang of excitement. I was like, I can't it's wait. Exciting, I can't wait till those days come Party, back. Where it's just morning. like, oh, I have, oh, I have a flight amazing. early in the morning. Oh, yeah. Yo, oh, my luggage. You know yo. when there's no one out on the street <laughs> and you're rolling out, you yeah, look 100%. like crusty, but you're so feeling guys, high. What yeah, business hacks have you guys discovered that allows you to get a little bit more sleep you need to involve other people into your dream. You know, mm-hmm. I think yeah. the moment when Delegate. I realised that MSM was bigger than just me and Carl and we delegated other people to the dream, it meant that, so for example, I could sleep when someone else is not sleeping. And what helps you delegate is, what, I'd say systems. Systems, but Do you know how hard it is to delegate something when you haven't put it down on paper yourself? Like, yeah. getting it out of your head to somebody else is really difficult. I think my biggest hack, as I say before, I say it again, um, my biggest hack is, is, is manifestation. I, I feel like, nice. to be honest with you, I can say all kinds of things, but honestly, guys, listen, I'm just an average girl. Um, and honestly, manifesting what I want, writing it down on paper, reading it three yeah, times 100. a day, literally has brought all this to me in record time. I the law of vibration I cannot say it enough like for all the rules of mice and men first of all you don't know enough to plan your way out of every situation or into every situation anyway but having a positive mindset and, and a high vibration will carry you through those and then with a positive mindset and believing that you can achieve what you set out to do it will encourage you to put the hard work in as well it's kind of a feedback loop so honestly that's that's all I can say on that beautiful So, guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode. It's been great to share with you um, once again. And, um, Kev, I feel like you might have, like, a a beautiful ending point. Like, you look like you're looking up for sunshine. A little nugget. Do you know what? I mean, just for the viewers, it's it's sunny right now. You know, I'm really feeling the vibe. And I think much more sort of, you know, if you want to have a good harvest... Make sure there's sunlight, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, put yourself in the right condition. Yo, put yeah. yourself in the right condition. Put yourself in the right condition. We need to actually do a separate po- uh, podcast on right conditions. Right conditions. Right conditions. Yeah, yeah. Cool. That's come soon, come soon, come soon. Keep tuned. All right, thank you guys so much. Bye. Bye. Running a business is like a juggling act. There's always 99 things to balance, but one flexible system you need in place. Square. In a time of great uncertainty where the world needs a payment service as on the ball as you are, Square have built seamless product offerings which are easy to set up and integrate into all elements of your business. So, whether you sell chocolates from home or unicorn lattes from central London, with next day payments, Square is ready when you are. Learn more about how Square can help you at square.com forward slash UK. Right, so girls, talk to me. I mean, as entrepreneurs and much more sort of successful business owners, what would you probably say is the most important thing for you in business? We get asked this question a lot. We definitely say cash flow is king. I mean, we use the Square payment solutions and ever since we did, the next day payments have really changed the way we do business. 
Now, for someone like me, you sometimes can't tie shoelaces. I mean, how easy to set up? It is so easy to set up. I'm not the most tech person, but within 24 hours, we were already set up. We were integrated with online as well as in person. And what's more, even our staff could understand how to use the system, which is perfect. So with this pandemic, you know, we had to change a lot the way we sell. We had to start to set online and really rely on that. And before we even, you know, got to that need, it was already set up because Square was integrated into all of our systems. So definitely, I'd say in business, flexibility, cash flow, and speed. And Square ticks all those boxes. And I'd say the most important question, where do I sign up? Square.com forward slash UK. Thank you. Square Up Europe Limited is regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.